Hello, it's Dawn, and this is my podcast, Conversations. It's a variety show about real life stuff, and there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today we have Laura. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to have you here. And this is just such a huge topic that I think I just want to blast it off of a mountaintop. I feel like everybody <laughs> needs it so much. Um, so were you always a confident person or what got you down the path of talking about confidence and self-esteem? Well, I think I, as you can imagine, I was not confident all the time <laughs> <laughs> or oh, I wouldn't do this <laughs> because I think that our life teaches us so much. So um, I came to this from many different paths, but mainly I can say that I've always been attracted to the power of the mind since I was a very young child. And one of the not really people, let's say characters who had a strong influence when I was a child about this was actually Yoda from Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I love Star Wars. It made me think like, how is it possible? He's so small and yeah, not really attractive, but he has such an immense power and that power is given by that stability of the mind. And so since a very young child, I thought, I think we can use our mind and our brain in greater ways. We just don't use all the power that we have. And of course, the perspective changed a little bit while I grew older. But I think the first seed is there. That was the first seed. That's awesome. I love Star Wars. But <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. And I love the mind too. Everything about it. It's just so crazy that we use it for the negative more than the positive, it seems. Exactly. I don't know if you know, but actually the brain, we, we have uh, inherited our brain from our ancestors. So people who lived in the cave and their reality was very different from our reality now, our way of living. And so the most anxious types are those that um, gave us their genes. And so we are by nature a little bit anxious and by nature we are very easily uh, good at noting the bad things, the negative stuff, and not so good at noting what goes well. <laughs> Why would we be so anxious compared to what our ancestors were? <laughs> Doesn't make yeah. sense. No, exactly. That's why I really think that we should learn to train our brain and mind so that it works well for us in 2023, because it's still working like in the Paleolithic time. Right. So how yeah. can somebody identify their their self-limiting beliefs so that they can yeah. <laughs> go overcome and get past them? How do, how do they do that? I'm a coach, but I'm also a mindfulness meditation teacher and I'm a hypnotherapist. So my answer will link all these things, all these teachings that I have learned. And I think that to, to really know what your self-doubts are, you should be able to be in the present rather you know always <laughs> ruminating about the past or worrying about the future because otherwise it's like you can't really listen to that inner voice let's call it a voice for some people is more like picture thoughts but what do you think about yourself and and so it's very important to teach our mind to be 
somehow in the present, not necessarily in a quiet space, but in the present so that you can hear the thoughts. Because I think there's a difference about hearing and listening here. So these self-doubting thoughts, you know, things like I'm not good enough, I don't fit in, if I'm going to fail, and I will, I'm not going to be lovable and all these things. We think of them so often, and since we are very little children most of the times, that we are used to those thoughts so much, we don't hear them anymore. You know, when you pass in front of something every day, after a while, you dismiss it, you don't notice it anymore. So it's the same with these kind of thoughts we have in our head. They pop in our head, but we're not totally aware of them, although we listen, meaning we believe them and we act based on what we believe. So it's important to hear and not just to listen. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. No, it does. And I love that message. I really do. I think it's the belief system in general is such a fascinating topic because we think it's true Mm. because it's what we're thinking. So we just assume that it's true and, and we've grown up thinking certain thoughts. And so therefore we believe that they're accurate and there's a lot of fact checking that needs to happen. Oh yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So it reminded me of like when people are wanting to quit smoking and they get the urge to smoke and have you ever seen where somebody will have like a rubber band on their wrist and they snap it to kind of put them into (laughs) the present. So are there any techniques or special tricks that you could do? If you do become aware of a negative thought coming into play Mm -hmm. all the time, like what can you do? So I actually, you're asking me something. I actually created something, I call it a hypnovisualization to help people to really um, become aware of what their own personal and unique self-beliefs are because we're all different in that. So each of us has different beliefs. Uh, Right different nuances so i'm happy to pass this along if you want but basically what you need is first i would start training a little bit the mind to be present um because it's um it's a skill so you need to learn the skill and you can do this with meditation practice any kind of meditation you want will will work but also i think it's very important to understand that those beliefs are not in the conscious mind but they are in the subconscious mind. So we have these two kinds of, these two parts of the mind and both are good. It's not that the subconscious is the bad guy, it's, it's really good as well. But the subconscious works as an autopilot for us. So anything that we do um, in repetition, for instance, is going to be regulated by the subconscious mind uh, or things like breathing, digesting, you're not consciously thinking, now I'm going to digest. So the saliva <laughs> will come to my mouth and then the esophagus will do that. And I don't even know the details of what is going right. on. <laughs> it would be a very difficult life to live, right? Right, right. Um, but instead, um, we, so basically we need to find a gateway to speak to the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind doesn't use lang- um, conscious and logic as a language. That is just for the conscious mind. The subconscious mind language is imagination. So it's through imagination that we can somehow get in touch with the subconscious mind 
And maybe what we just need is a little update of the programs. So if one belief says, I don't know, I'm not good at socializing, let's say, um, maybe you picked up that belief when you were a child and maybe it served you back then. So there's no guilt that should happen because you created that programming. But the fact is that probably now at your age, you can simply ask the subconscious mind to update the program because the subconscious is a bit like a robot. It's just, you are the master of your subconscious. So the subconscious is only following your instructions. There are perhaps just old instructions, that's why. And so it's very important to access the subconscious and the right gateways to use imagination. And that's why metaphors and visualizations work so well. Oh, that's, I love that. So mm. it's not that your beliefs are wrong. They're just outdated. Exactly that. Because, you know, I don't know if you have been in a situation where, you know, you have a belief, you have an, uh, let's say, a, a general idea that you have a belief that is not serving you. And then you try to go against it or inside you just say, go away. I just want to do this. Right. This belief is growing stronger and is just shouting inside your head like don't do this <laughs> so, so now maybe you're going to laugh but I, I created a metaphor for this because i think it helps to understand a little bit and to relate to it so uh we can imagine that inside our mind we have something called the guardian of beliefs you, you can make out a picture of this person okay and the guardian of beliefs is at your service, <laughs> you have given the guardian your instructions throughout your life. So just to say, many instructions are from when you were probably five years old, four years old. <laughs> and now your life is ruled by a five years old instructions. So right now you want to change the instructions, but you find resistance <laughs> because every time you do something like, let's say again, the example I made earlier, you want to socialize in public, the moment you are surrounded by new people, you feel, oh, I feel awkward, I'm not good enough, I'm not cool enough, I didn't dress properly, or now I just go home, <laughs> or whatever. Right. Because the thoughts are sent by the guardian of beliefs, and they just shout, don't do this, this is dangerous, you shouldn't do this. <laughs> and the more you do it, and the more the guardian sends the message to the his army of self-doubting thoughts go there she's doing something dangerous just be louder be louder until you stop doing what you actually would like to do so the actual strategy should be instead of going into a battle into a war with the self-doubting thought is to actually go to a how can i say a, a treaty table <laughs> a peace talk <laughs> And you just want to say thank you to them because the guardian is just trying to follow your orders. So you just say, thank you. You're doing an amazing job. But just want to tell you that I'm da -da -da, your age. So I'm 51 years old. And right now it is my desire to do this. So you want to reassure the guardian. And very often that is enough because it's a bit like acknowledging the thought instead of pushing it away, you acknowledge it and you say, I hear you, I recognize you, thank you. But now let's just move <laughs> to a more current version of my instructions. How do you make yourself actually believe it 
without feeling like you're Pet. faking it? This is a very good question. Though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You should not fake it. So I think the one way could be to really, you know, we could allow ourselves to become playful, like if you were children again, and we do these pretend games, <laughs> pretend to be. And so you really want to imagine yourself doing something, but that voice is not playing in your head. So what could you do if actually you had no doubts? It's a game, so you're not doing it for real, but that allows you to imagine this. And when you can imagine this, and maybe, again, back to the example, socializing, or it could be, I don't know, I'm afraid of talking in public. I'm afraid to say yes to a podcast, for example. <laughs> uh, you just say, okay, let me imagine what it would be if I had no doubts and I would just do it. So there's silence in my head. I don't have any fear of failure. Ah, and then you imagine yourself doing it. And I think you're going to really enjoy that. And then you can think, okay, what can I do next? since I could do this. And you just go into a potential future, imagining all the things that you could do. And that maybe could give you like a, a glimpse of what you could do if you update your self-beliefs. Because right. the self-beliefs are not wrong, they are not bad, they are not trying to make your life, life harder. It's a, like a, a record, it's just been played. You just want to change the record. Hmm. So is it that you're wanting to use your imagination yeah. so much that you silence your brain or silence those thoughts? Yeah, let's say that when you imagine yourself into a potential future, um, you, you go into what technically is called future pace. You really imagine yourself succeeding in doing something, but you should stay there for a little time not just two seconds so that you really enjoy that like if it was a movie said, oh wow this is beautiful and then you can also feel the sensations in the body oh I feel so good I feel my chest expanding I feel taller I feel whatever you want to feel right. and you just want to put together physical sensations of the body emotions oh I feel I feel this freedom to be myself. I feel, I don't know, satisfied. I feel proud. I feel I'm worthy of this. And feeling the sensations, the emotions, you're already opening a gateway to the subconscious mind. And then you also imagine, so you're using many different gateways and, and it can be extremely powerful, extremely powerful. Does it, uh, what does it look like? Is it, you're doing this while you're meditating? I think you can do, you can do that in many different ways. Personally, what I do is that I, I practice mindfulness meditation, which is not this, because I don't know how much you know about this, but mindfulness is very much a technique to learn to stay present and to what you're present. But then usually I put an, uh, an alarm on my phone when the alarm goes off. I just, still with the eyes closed, I just tap to the phone so it stops ringing. And, and then I go into a, an imagination into a potential future if it's something I'm preparing for. And so I see the potential. I see what I can achieve, what I can do. And 
there are many different ways but for example when i guide my clients to that to do that first i guide them into a very peaceful place and then i let them imagine that there is like a door or an entrance to a tunnel a path whatever uh, I'm usually very vague because everyone likes to imagine what they want. Sure. But they enter somewhere where they can, they are free to just imagine the future. And you want to imagine, not just visualize. That's why I keep using imagination rather than just visualization, because you want to imagine not just what you see, but also what you hear, what you smell. You really want a, a full sensory experience. It's like a dream, basically. Right. And you, dream, you can dream big. You can dream big. And this is already conditioning our future. There are, there are scientific tests that has even been done for this. So many um, athletes do use this kind of techniques before a race, before uh, a competition, because it is extremely useful. So you can use it in, in many different ways, depending on what you want to achieve. Yeah, I think I remember hearing, and I'm sure a lot of Olympians do that, but I think I remember mm. hearing that Michael Phelps, before he swam, he would always just imagine himself winning the gold. And I know a lot of athletes would do that, duh. Yes. But like he actually would go, you know, listen to music and just completely picture it over and over and over again until basically he created his own reality. It's crazy. Yeah, but don't I don't know if you're aware, but when you imagine something that physical, like a, a physical competition, a race or something like this, the actual muscles are working. Even if you don't move them, you're just using your mind. Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. I need to do that for sit ups. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe me too. <laughs> for squats. <laughs> so how do you tell people um, to stay in the present moment? What are some good tips to to try and be more present? I would definitely do some kind of um, course on meditation uh, or listen to some guided meditation. I think that could be a very good start. But I think people could start also by returning to the present in what they in what they do normally. So, you know, if you are brushing your teeth, instead of just hoping that the time passes very quickly, right. can you just stay with each moment of it? Ah, this tooth. Okay, now I feel this. Oh, the other one. So it's like you want to open up to every moment with an interest like if you were an infant again so you discover something new even if it's actually the same action you discover it again and you find that interest that curiosity that could be very nice so you walk I don't know you have kids you drop them to school is always the same walk can you just notice what is in this walk or maybe there's a flower a tree a car <laughs> Um, right the pavement you just start paying attention to what is happening right now but also knowing that the mind will not stay with the present and so instead of feeling frustrated for this just saying to yourself okay oh fine i just return to the present right now and you may return to the present a hundred times in 30 seconds fine that's all right yeah 
Well, and I've learned that meditation doesn't have to look like the yoga pose where you're sitting and all oh, med- yes, exactly. that you, you can wash the dishes and be in a type of meditation as long as you're being mindful and present. Very true. Very true. Then if you're really, if you really want to train your mind, it would be good to do <laughs> what mindfulness meditation teachers, we call it formal meditation. So you actually dedicate a few minutes of your day to closing the eyes and being present but i think that as a start just being mindful of what you do is a very good way instead of always being mindless because otherwise we are mindless most of the times oh my gosh and you can totally feel that sometimes like even just a drive to work and then it's uh how did i even get here i don't even remember the drive was i just driving through all the lights it's so exactly. crazy exactly your mind exactly. can just wander so do self affirmations what do you think about those saying ah, things out loud it's a very tricky question <laughs> <laughs> there are many aspects of this i think that affirmations can be really good if you do believe them otherwise it's like <laughs> is like going into battle with yourself though doubting thoughts and this is not useful right so you know sometimes you find list of affirmations um you can probably just review them and adapt them and see what makes you vibrate okay i can actually believe that that's good and this is what you can do uh one good thing about the affirmations is that repetition is one of the gateways to the subconscious mind. There are not many gateways, so repetition is a good one. Oh, because it's developing a habit, basically. Somehow, yeah, it's developing a habit. But then there are other gateways to the subconscious mind. Another one is imagination, as I said. Um, but then you also have authority so whoever represents an authority if you believe this person well that goes into your subconscious mind or your sensation of self-identity you ask yourself who am i and these are the self-beliefs so whenever you have accepted a label that has been given to you well that has certainly become a very strict um, set of instructions to your guardian of beliefs and that is a programming. So, you know, so many parents and teachers and carers are ju- just labeling kids. And this is how to offer to them beliefs about themselves. You're shy. You're good. You're not good. <laughs> you're loud. You're messy. All those things. Oh, my gosh. That them. is so true. And I would never blame any parent for. No. You know, doing that to a child but you know if if a child continually hears um oh you're so clumsy you're clumsy you always drop stuff all the time and then that person just grows up always oh i'm just a klutz i always drop everything and then they do it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy they just grow up thinking that's who i am i'm just a klutz and i always will be there's nothing changing it ever (laughs) very true but i really like what you said that parents don't do it on purpose of course they don't so it's very important not to feel guilty um also because whatever is in our subconscious mind somehow we accepted it and but that also doesn't it's very important that we don't feel guilty for having accepted something that now is a resistance to for us to be who we want so it's a very delicate topic 
uh, it's very important that that doesn't become a vicious cycle of just uh, feeling guilty or making others liable. You know, it's just that the past is gone. <laughs> the past is gone. Right. But that's kind of what the good news about it is, because if somebody could give you a label and you just lived by it and believed in it, then you can give yourself a label and change it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can you can tell your guardian of beliefs, hey, buddy, thank you. I have a new belief now that is going to update that one. Right. Here you go. You actually have a lot of possibilities that are possible ahead of you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So do you have any books that you really liked that helped inspire you or that really made you think or changed your mindset? Mm. So many. (laughs) I know. I want to know if there's any I haven't read because I love to read that stuff. So, so many. Now on the top of my mind, uh, An author I really, really love is Rick Hansen. I don't know if you know him. Um, He wrote many, many books. Um, He's amazing. You should look it um, up. Um, Oh, you know, on top of my mind, I can't remember the names, but there's there's a book, Buddha, something with Buddha, that basically tells you, uh, explains to you, how the brain works and how the brain influences the mind and the mind influences the brain and so how you can actually change your brain to change your mind to change your brain buddha brain yes the practical that, that was the one i'm yes. almost positive i have that i must have stopped reading it you know it's so funny to me how you can start to read a book or read a book and it just doesn't resonate and then you come back to it like a year later you find it and you read it and it's like everything you just are like oh my gosh, this is the best book ever. Why didn't I grasp how great it was at the time? You just have to be ready for it. I totally agree. And isn't it funny that sometimes you need to hear someone else talking about that and that sparkles new interest and maybe it's the right time. Yes. Oh, that's so, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So um, (laughs) tell people how they can find you so they can seek you out. Yeah, so um, I'm working online because um, I think that this kind of work is, 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 you know, one of the surprises of COVID is actually that it works very well online. Right. And uh, they can find me on my website. So it's Laura Artero, L-A-U-R-A-A-R-T-E-R-O.com. Um, they can find me on Instagram. Sometimes I post a lot. Sometimes I post a little bit less, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> present there. <laughs> um, and I, I actually created this um, guided hypno visualization for free, so um, they can grab it. It's on my website, and that could be a very good way to find out what the your own self beliefs are, and then also what possibilities you can have in the future so there's this future guided guided um let's say walk into the future and in to see all the potentials that you have that can be very very good oh my gosh that sounds super eye-opening i'm gonna go do that after we're done (laughs) i love stuff like that um (laughs) well thank you so much for taking the time it's been great at the time flew but i loved everything we talked about so don't rule out being on again i might call you again (laughs) but that's good thank you it was so nice to be here such a great opportunity and uh, i really love talking with you 
Yes, it was great. Well, you have a good day and we'll we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Thank, uh, thank you, Dawn. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.